Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the Yahoo Sports College Podcast with Dan Wetzel. As, you, as a kid, right, how big of a disappointment are to your parents that they are both going to prison because you are such a disinterested student. <laughs> Pete Thamel. I, I feel like I have a soft spot for corrupt mayors as long as they're doing their job well. And SI's Pat Forty. To try to perpetrate a reverse weekend at Bernie's is just, it, that, that takes a lot of gumption, you know? Here's Pat, Pete, and Dan. Uh, welcome to the pod. Happy Memorial Day weekend. It's not Memorial Day. You might be listening on Memorial Day. Wherever you are, I hope uh, coronavirus Memorial Day is as good as possible. It's not as going to be as as it typically is, uh, certainly in most parts of the country. But, you know, let's get some meat on a grill, knock back a few beers, whatever, and uh, remember all the soldiers who passed away defending our country so appreciate that memorial day is uh, a fun weekend but should be a little bit somber so as for college sports i'd like to start the show by taking a moment to appreciate reflect on the careers of two of college sports most notable athletes the details of their recruitment made international headlines photo of one of their athletic participation was poured over They truly impacted the world around them and how college sports is and will be played. Certainly that of the University of Southern California women's crew program. (laughs) I was wondering where you were going with this. And now I know. (laughs) Olivia Jade and Isabella Giannulli. Better known as Aunt Becky's kids. (laughs) Thursday, uh... Actress Lori Laughlin and fashion designer Massimo Giannulli. Great name. Yeah. You wonder how how do you how do you land a woman like Lori Laughlin? You named Massimo Giannulli. <laughs> and you're a yes. Italian and, fashion and, designer. Yeah, you have a clothing line named after your first name. That I, helps too. I have an unblemished record of heterosexuality, and I would go out on a date with a dude named fa- fashion designer Massimo Giannulli. <laughs> He can win you over with a couple bushes. He came out of the womb with like slicked hair, smoking a cigarette. Unbelievably (laughs) cool. Yes, he's got one of those cigarettes. He makes smoking cigarettes look cool. This guy. There was this uh, Olympic gymnast from Italy named Vanessa Ferrari. Mm. That was her name. That is her name. 
Yeah. We used to be like, I mean, come on. Would you like a blind date? Well, who is it? It's an Italian gymnast named Vanessa Ferrar. I'm in. Like that. <laughs> yes. I signed go. The Italians are just another next level, man. Yeah. Anyway, old Massimo's going to clink with his wife, presumably separate ones. Two months in jail, 150000 and two years of probation for bribing uh, or paying off a guy to make these kids pretend they were crew athletes. I like the probation. I mean, they don't have any more kids. Are they really going to commit this crime again? <laughs> <laughs> which which punishment was worse? The NCA's punishment of USC for Reggie Bush or what uh, Lorian Massimo got? <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, I don't think, I don't think uh, Lori's going to be doing like hard time like we're going to see her on Lock Up Raw or anything. <laughs> no, but she may even get on a rowing machine in the clink herself. You never know. They usually give those to celebs, uh, but it's like solitary because yeah. you got to keep them from the from the hardcore, man. Well, I tell you what, this is not a time you want to go to prison if you've been looking at where the uh, virus outbreaks are. That's also true. Point. Although this is a federal, so you go to like federal camp, I'm guessing. Yeah, right. I don't know. Uh, anyway, just going to learn what full house really means. <laughs> I tell you what, how much will TMZ be paying for pictures of her in her orange jumpsuit? You know, oh, yeah. in her work, work detail outfit or whatever. I yeah, mean, there's going to be a prison is. worker somewhere with a Ferrari in about two. Yeah, you yeah. Know. The only thing in America we love more than the downfall, and certainly we love the downfall on this podcast. The only thing we love more than that is the comeback. So what's come Lori Loughlin going to do to come back? Because let's face it, none of us had thought about her for 10 years before this, right? Oh, she's it's, popular so what is, on that show. What, what, is her, uh, what is her comeback going to look like? Because she's now like totally, totally set to do some type of big mainstream comeback. Oh, her sure. first Hallmark. She made the Hallmark movies and she was on Full House, which took a new life on on Netflix. I think they call it Fuller House. Very, yeah. very popular. And... Uh, I think she comes back. She has an edge now. It's like Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart was the the baking woman who like cared about like yeah. window dressing, you know, like uh, whatever they call those things, treatments, window treatments and things. Yeah. She came back. She was like kind of hardcore. So that's right. <laughs> I mean, she did like, you know, 90 days in a West Virginia prison camp, you know, but all of a sudden it was like she was even more popular. I think. Her first movie will be big. Everyone's yeah. going to want to see. You can already see like the teary interview. I oh, do it again yeah. to help my kids. Oh, you know? yeah, that, oh, yeah. yeah she'll do, do an Oprah hit on that. And then she'll yeah. write a, go hardcore. Be like, unapologize. Yeah. <laughs> she'll write this a is, book. Uh, two things. One, like as you as a kid, right? How big of a disappointment are to your parents that they are both going to prison because you are such a disinterested student. <laughs> Probably should have taken geometry uh, seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Write that letter to mom in prison. Dear mom, sorry I didn't try in math. And then I think you have, this is the ultimate Pac-12 burn, right? Lori Laughlin is on the uh, wiretap saying, that she's basically willing to go to prison. She didn't know she'd go to prison, but also Olivia Jade, better known as a social media influencer, yes. did not have to go to Arizona State. ASU <laughs> was so repulsive <laughs> to the Laughlin's that they went to jail for it. 
Yeah, so the Laughlins could say in their Hollywood circles and fashion circles, my child is a rower at University of Southern California, the richest, she, the most expensive school in the country. Yeah, Total. Did she perhaps play to win the game? Play to win the game. Yeah. <laughs> they hate us because they ain't us, but you weren't really ain't us. So I don't know. I got to I got to respect the hustle. And obviously the great moment where they needed some kind of proof that Olivia Jade was a rower was on the crew team when she didn't even do crew. I mean, this is really where the, just the gumption. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could take any high school athlete and be like, well, USC's taking her as a walk-on. Like, really? Yeah. Like, really? Like, you know, uh, 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 whatever. Gabby, she's like not even our best field hockey player. I don't know. They want her. You know, mm-hmm. she didn't even row. They put her on a no. rowing machine in their home gym and took a picture. <laughs> That was her action shot. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, like the, all the college basketball hustlers have got to just be mocking this. Like, at least we try hard with our hustle. You know, we <laughs> we pay, we send the money on unmarked bills. We, you know, we, we, we fed it. We use the wires. I mean, all that stuff. This is such a cheap hustle and it was going to work until it all gets blown up. Just. But it's perfect. I mean, University of Spoiled Children for that for this to be a USC thing is just almost too perfect. You remember when Bob Knight made up the recruit? Yeah, Ivan, Ivan Renko. Renko. Ivan Renko. Yeah. He leaked out that he had uh, recruited a uh, like a seven footer, a big man from Yugoslavia named Ivan Renko to see if all of the recruiting gurus would immediately rank the guy. <laughs> and I believe some of them did. And there was no Ivan Renko. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a classic, Bob. That was BK Theater at its best there. <laughs> Tom Konchalski didn't rank him. Nah, Konchalski was legit, man. He didn't fall for that stuff. Bob Gibbons might have. I don't know. Clark Francis definitely did. Clark Francis. <laughs> Clark think- Francis had him moving up with a bullet, no doubt. And and when he stopped recruiting him, Knight never admitted he didn't make it up until later. But at the time, he said anybody who follows the political situation of civil unrest in Yugoslavia can appreciate the fact that we'd like to let it go at that. Let's suffice to say we're very pleased. He just be- he just he, be- he stopped recruiting Ivan because of the political unrest in Yugoslavia. Well, if he had done that today, as soon as he announced that they were recruiting him, like Xavier would have offered and GW would have offered and UAB would have you know, had 20 offers by, by lunch. No, Pretty classic. good stuff. Ivan Renko. Yeah. Well, this is the opposite. Uh, Olivia Jade exists. Yeah. Still influencing. Wherever I think. she's influencing, who she's influencing, yeah. I don't know, but she's influencing. And mm-hmm. uh, but she will not be part of the vaunted USC crew team. Really great moment. This is really the best moment ever in uh <laughs> USC crew. <laughs> it's the first time we, anybody's ever talked about them. This is really the beauty of being a college podcast, not a college football pod. We talk about all the sports. Even Absolutely. whatever this thing is. Same. <laughs> All right. On Wednesday, NCA voted to lift the moratorium and will allow, quote unquote, voluntary workouts on campus for football and men's and women's basketball starting June 1st. I wonder why those sports got picked, football and basketball. Basketball. No didn't idea. Start until, Couldn't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Not soccer mm-hmm. or anything else that mm-hmm. like yeah, actually no. starts sooner. Yeah. I don't know. What a coincidence. <laughs> Each conference will have to then approve it, but uh, it seems like everyone's going to. So June 1, you could have kids on campus in the weight room, 
I mean, I'm sure they'll have some policies to try to separate them. A lot of wiping down of the equipment and all. We'll see how that goes, you know, voluntary. But it's a big reversal, big step. I mean, and I think this is why we've been saying all along, like, let this play out. A lot of things are going to change up forward and backwards, unfortunately. Hopefully not. But I also think it's clear that the, the, the universities took a hard look at everything, declining enrollment and their athletic budgets and said, we're going to have football if, unless we absolutely can't have football. Yeah. Uh, you know, they are going all in on this thing like a small business owner saying, I got to open. Uh, I think Oregon State's president estimated that 85% of their budget in one way or the other, if you get all the ancillary stuff, revolves around football. And so if wow. you don't have football, you ain't got much. You know, yeah. you're, you, you, you can't run a Roos Chris and just sell sell the wedge salad. But that's pretty much what they're going to they'd be trying to do. So whether this is right or whether this is wrong, buckle up. Put the chin strap on, boys. <laughs> we're getting out there. No matter what. Initial thoughts on this decision. Start with you, Pete. Well, I do think it's I do think it's a step and it's an important step, but it's not a leap. There are there is a long way to go. There are all these people declaring victory yesterday, and I just feel like, okay, this is good. And again, we have to stress nobody wants football back more than us. Nobody wants college basketball back more than us. We want it to happen. But any notion that this is just like steps towards some unimpeded victory of of sports returning, I, I think is a little bit naive. There is a long way to go and certainly celebrate this and embrace it and like, you know, use it as some optimism for normalcy to return. But you still have to, you know, you're still slogging now before you can even have a practice, right? You still have state regulations, local government regulations, conference regulations, university policies, all that need to be cleared through. So while this is an important step, there's a long way to go before foot's meeting ball on uh, week zero. Long, long path uh, to get to football, but it's got to start somewhere. Path starts somewhere, and it really is going to kind of start here. June 1st, or heck, Louisville announced on Thursday that May 27th, they're going to bring students or athletes in and just start testing them and uh, going through safety protocol and have a 12-day, basically, period to get ready to, and they're going to start workouts on June 8th. So this is the this is the beginning. It's not, uh, could, you know, you, you can start a lot of things. Doesn't mean you're going to finish them all, but it, it's at least a step toward it. One of the issues I've heard about the last few days is uh, people are really starting to get hit between the eyes with what's going to be the expense of testing all their athletes. And there's some... Hey, all the talk about we're testing everybody, we're going to be all well. Now it's like, hmm, that's going to cost how much? Uh, and we'll see if there's going to be some uh, some bargaining done, some some retrenchment uh, as far as what it's going to to what testing will look like. I have heard Brian Hainline, the uh, the chief medical officer for the NCAA, who's kind of been making the rounds, doing conference calls with various conferences, has talked about some the possibility of a batch testing or bunch testing which I don't know all the particulars of, but it's basically kind of like your uh, your group testing where you're going to get back results for groups and it's maybe not going to be as specific as individual testing, but that could be something that's more cost effective. Don't know if it's going to be safer, which is the thing. Where's the line? Where are people going to draw the line between let's do everything we can to make sure nobody tests positive, we're not playing any sick players versus let's do everything we can within a budget. That's going to be something for everybody to figure out. 
and there's still that while it's it, very uh, intriguing, I think that while there's a June one date that's been given by the NCAA, not everybody's going to adhere to that. Even in the SEC, there is disagreement about whether they'll everybody will want to go on June first, and they, I, that was a league I thought everybody'd be like, huh, breaking down the doors to get players on campus. Not necessarily. So this is going to be piecemeal. There's going to be differences, disagreements, probably steps forward, steps back, but it is a start. Test $100 a piece, I was told yesterday, Pat. Have you heard that about that? So Yeah, and but like the, the number of times you're going to test guys, it's oh, going yeah. to, you're going to ring up $1,000 per player pretty quickly. And, yeah. You know. No. And, and I think listeners have to understand, along with the 100 football players, your, your average 16 you know, team athletic department is going to have couple thousand student athletes right at least over a thousand student athletes so you can you can start you know a line item for a million dollars for testing pretty quick i would think uh, plus you have equipment guys coaches yeah uh, you know yeah. Uh, uh, the other students student trainers all the different people and a lot of those are not 19 year old super physically right. healthy that's that's where the real risk comes and you have older coaches and you have you just have a, of a wide variety of people and what do they do um, yep. Uh, you know, I think this is going to be a big thing with teachers. I, I, you know, I keep saying this, but I bet you, I bet I, I have no in, insight into the education, public education system, but I bet you 10, 20% of teachers quit before starting school next year. That is not going to go into a classroom where they can't social distance and, and you can't yeah. control little kids. Maybe high school Could. you can, but how the heck do you teach first grade? And the yep. way we pay teachers you sit there and go, eh, eh, right. you know, I'm not going to risk it. I, I, I'm, I'm the, I think Pat Pete said it the other day. I'm the 65 year old teacher. Well, you know, everyone had that mm -hmm. second grade teacher, the lady that had been there 35 years. Well, that's mm -hmm. it. Well, I'm going to be 34 years now because I ain't coming in for that. However, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. You know, that's kind of ah, wisdom. I philosophy from Dan. Chinese Dan proverb. Chinese proverb. Fortune cookie goodness from Dan today. <laughs> Look go. at that. You got it. Um, uh, you know, I think one of the things is it's super easy for us and for fans. And, and I consider myself a fan and a media member here because I'm because I, I want it back to sit there and go, I'll figure it out. It's a work, whatever. It's when you talk to athletic directors, coaches, I've talked to a bunch of NBA people this week by chance. It's the details that they just sit there and go, oh, my God. And it's like, yeah. the less you know, the more certain you are. <laughs> and 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 the public should should be cognizant of that. The people that are screaming the loudest and saying this will happen, this is easy, know the very least because there's yeah. nobody who really studies this who's on that decision making. In and I deal with every sport that truly even Dana White. I've talked to Dana White multiple times. He's like this is hard. And and that's one of the easiest sports and he is the most outspoken of like we've got to do this. He's your hardcore guy. And it's like, we're going to do it, but you have no idea the expense we are putting in to do this. And we don't right. under, you know, even he's like, eh. And so you get a little, and that's, again, probably one of the easier sports to make it work. And then you get into somebody sitting there going with a basketball or football or hockey team and going, oh my God. Like, so, you know, the ones that are screaming this is easy or calling people names if they even suggest this would be hard. It generally have no idea what they're talking about because I can't find anyone who's really in the middle of it that says, oh, we got this whole coronavirus figured out. 
This is we could just yeah. do this, 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 boom. Everyone else just wants them to figure out, and that's the that's the details. Sure, no doubt. That's yeah, that 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 simplification of a very complicated deal is is and that's become a rallying cry almost is like, well, if you can't see that this should be done, then you're a Okay. All right. Again, we'll go back to, yeah, go, go out, go out and beat up the uh, virus, dude. Go, go, go take care of the virus on your own. But so one of the people who are pumping the brakes is Oklahoma coach Lincoln Riley. Uh, He found the whole idea of pushing kids to come back on June 1st to be, I think, what do you call it? Idiot. I called it something. Every day that we bring him in is a day we could have gotten better. It's a day we could have learned more about the virus. It's a day PPE maybe gets better. It's a day closer to a vaccine. It's a day our testing equipment and testing capabilities get better. It's just not worth it. So we've got to be patient. We've got one shot at this. We've got to do it right. Uh, I believe if we do it right, we don't get ahead of ourselves. We'll be able to play a season, whether that's this fall, whether it's in the spring, whether it's a combination, whether it's a short schedule, full schedule, I don't know. I know all the options on the table. We have to keep an open mind, and we're probably going to have to make some adjustments on the link. But I have a high, high confidence uh, that we are going to play this year, and that's Lincoln Riley. I I don't know that I agree with Lincoln any more than I agree with the June 1st. Uh, I'm not sure it matters a lot, but I certainly get his point. But I don't think Lincoln Riley is someone who doesn't want football back. I think he's looking at and saying, what happens if we bring the guys back for weightlifting in June and somebody gets sick and doesn't just get asymptomatic or has a fever for a day, but actually ends up in a hospital or something like that? Does that destroy the will of the presidents and all that to end this thing before it even starts or or government officials? And I think he has a point on that. Like, is this is there a risk in coming back early because it could it's almost like just get the damn thing going don't do too many practice laps the drawback the the steps forward could be erased so quickly by something going really bad wrong somewhere and so i i think from lincoln's standpoint and some other people it's like let's be as sure as we can we're never going to be completely sure but let's be as sure as we can before we start down this road because if you want to kill the season, you get to mid-August and have a dozen teams that have coronavirus outbreaks, and then guess what? We're not playing. Yeah. I mean, Lincoln, you know, really sounded a lot like Mike Gundy, you know, in his earlier <laughs> comments on the, uh, on, the, on the topic. You know, just pragmatic and uh, respectful to those who passed. It was very, very similar, uh, very similar overlay in, uh, mm-hmm. in those comments. There was a great article in the Boston Globe this morning uh, about the complications of the NFL coming back. And it, it had a couple of things. Like it quotes a former trainer saying, I get a headache just thinking about it. It, it echoes Dan's point on older teachers. It quotes an infectious disease specialist saying from UMass, Dan, Belichick is definitely high risk. The risk of someone being hospitalized or dying about tenfold higher for someone over the age of 60 versus someone in their 20s and 30s. And the third takeaway was th- this infectious disease specialist said that it's likely that linemen would be um, – tested more often than a defensive back, which I didn't uh, which I didn't really think about. So like the the entire article um, was just basically overlaying the complications. And that's some of it is considering like there is some sort of quarantine available because these are professional athletes. It does not. I mean, a college campus is a Petri dish for any kind of virus and sickness. So I really just feel like the nightmare scenario for college athletics is to bring a team back, have a massive virus outbreak a la the Utah Jazz, and then having to stop, cancel, delay the season. Like that is the 
That is what, if you talk to every single administrator or coach I've talked to, that is what they are living in fear of because nobody knows what the reaction is going to be when somebody does test positive. So I would think I would agree with Lincoln Riley and team pragmatism. Like the need for college football players to be on campus right now on June 1st is not that strong. And so kudos to the SEC, kudos to the Big Ten. Now, Gene Smith was talking yesterday about bringing back in groups, no more than 10 at a time. Build it, start with 30 guys, whatever, and, and build it up. And I, I just think that is a reasonable way. I, you have to walk, jog, then sprint. Yeah, I, I'm a little wary of like symbolic victories. Like, well, we got guys in the weight room. We're beating the virus. We're not, we're not going to beat the virus like this. So no. I'm hoping this is good. I don't necessarily know it's bad to have them back. It may be, they may be better off in the controlled environment of a campus and all of that. But I just I just look at this like it's like when you're driving and the snowstorm's coming and I, I get most of the country doesn't have snowstorms. But when you do and you're going to have to drive through a snowstorm. And you go, well, I'm pretty good at driving in the snow. I've never crashed before. I know how to do it, blah, blah, blah. When you're driving through the snowstorm, you're white knuckling the wheel and like <laughs> staring with your <laughs> eyes out because at any moment. Anything could happen and you go caroming off the highway. I mean, it's like. You might be able yeah. to do it, and mm-hmm. and and you probably can. But man, is it terrifying if you're that athletic director? Like those Absolutely. athletic directors are driving into like a seven month snowstorm, going, yeah. "Holy That's crap!" A good way to put it. I am going to have mm-hmm. to because it's exhausting, right? You drive through a oh. three four hours on a highway in a snowstorm. When you get wherever you get, you are oh. whipped. Yeah, you're just yeah. like, no "Oh doubt. my god, I don't ever want to do that again." <laughs> yeah. That's every freaking day these guys are going to. So I just think we all want everyone to get there. But when Lincoln Riley's like, damn, I don't know, man, maybe I'll wait for a little more of the snow, snow, snow to clear. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm not going to rip on the guy. He's got kind of got a point. Well, I was just going to say that I've talked to a few administrators and and, and I was kind of joking with them like, God, aren't you just sick of the Zoom calls? And they're like, oh, sick to death. But. They're kind of almost like information addicts about this because of that, because they got this anxiety like we're going to go. OK, so I want to know everything that's happening. What's the latest everybody's talking about? Uh, because, they, you know, you want to at least try to have as much information as you can. But that's this this anxiety build up to like, you know, there's a lot on the line for these guys. Oh, unbelievable. So one patch of ice, you're done. Doesn't matter how well you did yeah, right. for the first yeah. 200 miles. It, mm-hmm. it takes one only one thing can go right here and one million things can go wrong and so they're going to try to thread this needle they need the money i hope they do it certainly for my selfish reasons bring on football for my selfish entertainment reasons bring on football all of that but i do at least respect that this is a lot easier when you're sitting over here than than when you're in that chair and trying to figure it out what the hell are we going to have bill belichick die Oh, yeah. God. Right. I mean, like you want to be the one right. that makes the call when we lose Belichick. Good, yeah. Good job. You know, like and and, and uh, oh, my goodness. All right. Well, how about this, though? OK, let's go. Let's go, because we do think everybody is uh, is evil and as um, bottom line <laughs> as I can be. Yeah, this has been a pretty serious podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's still serious, but is the yeah. proper strategy now if you're the cutting edge football coach in college sports? Is the proper strategy to actually get your team infected in June? <laughs> Remember back in the day, like you, they didn't have a chicken pox, 
chicken pox. They'd like <laughs> right. try to get it because they didn't have a vaccine. Better to get it when you're young. So kids would get it. No big deal. Don't wait till you're old. You get it then. It's it's dangerous. It's a virus, right? Chicken pox. You get everybody in, get them in that weight room, grunting and breathing on each other. Get the whole team done. And you're in the clear, potentially, it seems like, for the season. I don't care if my guys are laid up. So, you know, like, like, okay, I got 100 players. Ninety, Let's say 95% are going to be asymptomatic. 4% are going to be, you know, have some headaches and, you know, going to have to sweat it out. One guy, 1%, one guy is going to go. We just hope that's the walk-on. It's, it's, the, Olivia, <laughs> it's the Olivia Jade of the team. <laughs> Right, not Trevor Lawrence, but whatever. We gotta, we gotta roll the dice. It's like analytics, Pat. Analytics. Okay. So if you do this, and then you're kind of in the clear, you've gathered herd immunity, and you here we comes the tide, baby. We are all set. Think about this in gambling terms. Okay. Now let's let's make it a little easier in basketball. But let's say you're gonna pick who's gonna win the NBA championship this year. They're gonna play this thing, right? I guarantee they're gonna try. Mm-hmm. It. Yep. Yep. If you know LeBron James and Anthony Davis are have have immunities, have antibodies in their thing, but Kawhi Leonard and Giannis do not, well, I'm betting the Lakers because at any <laughs> moment now these guys one to five based on antibodies. Antibodies. That would be if I am a gambler right now. That is the number one thing I want to know. Are the Lakers have if they have the antibodies? If your starting five's got the anti like that, you got to list that. That's like sprained ankle, right? You got all the probable, <laughs> questionable <Yeah>. antibodies. <laughs> if I know LeBron and Anthony Davis will not miss a game in the NBA playoffs, but Kawhi Leonard <sighs> could, I'm betting Lakers. Same thing. So is the strategy here heartless, <laughs> potentially illegal, massive liabilities, <laughs> but still, <laughs> we are talking about college football. <laughs> would you try to get the whole team infected before the season? <laughs> Diabolical genius Dan Wetzel here, yeah. work, my masterminding. Yeah. He puts the die in diabolical. This is uh, why yeah, I should right. be working for one of these teams. Someone should just be a consultant. I would. Because uh, they're paying a lot of people for killing players. Dan yeah. Wetzel. Yeah, so going to kill him, uh, probably, probably. Uh, <laughs> Probably. So, yeah, Probably. let's say it's Oklahoma yeah. State. Just, I was you know, about to say this sounds like, like a post-coaching meeting. Why would we pick Oklahoma meeting? State? I don't know. But let's just uh... say. <laughs> yeah. I, I told you I've so, switched to Coach no. Gundy's side right. on this lately. He's got some points. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I don't trainer, know what... comes in, trainer comes into Gundy's office. Uh, coach, man, uh, bad news. Uh, Johnson tested positive for the virus. Gundy. Oh, that's great news. Tell Johnson to go lick the, the bench press bar. Tell them to go lick all the barbells. Tell them to breathe on everybody you can find. Ah, yes. They'll all be fine. Let's go. Cowboy up. Pokes. Spit yes. your teammates' mouths. <laughs> go pokes. <laughs> Lincoln Riley's going to have everybody wearing masks and stuff, and they're all going to get sick in the middle of October. You want to talk about Bedlam. It's when the pokes <laughs> take them down 69 to zero. <laughs> there you uh, go. How's your pokes. little quarantine going now, Sooners? <laughs> Herd immunity 69, scared Sooner zero. There we go. It all sounds great until the one, until somebody, even the backup, even the walk-on putter 
winds up in intensive care. Then hey, you got an issue. Look, it's a pandemic. You don't know where he got it. He's out at the bars. He's got a girlfriend. <laughs> Who knows? You can't prove it. <laughs> Cannot prove it. What we, do you uh, think of the Wetzel scheme, Pete? I'm I'm highly skeptical. I'm uh, yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm pro science and anti Wetzel, and uh, I don't know. We're all biased by our geography, and like I've just seen too many people die in Massachusetts and then in New York, New Jersey, to like. Oh well, we got plenty. To, to we, kind of go. We're pro, right there with uh, you, buddy. To we're, kind not, of, we're not trailing anybody out here in Michigan. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I know. No, we're keeping know. up. It's uh, yeah. No, you're 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 doing you're doing just uh, you're doing just no, fine. It's terrible. With your with, with your, with, I, I do say this. Pete is right though. When you talk to someone who's in a part of the country where the virus has not hit, and I, I get yeah. that there, it's it's just a total different mindset. And and I hope yeah. you never have to experience it. But yeah. the, like the lack of empathy, like it's like if a hurricane oh. hits Florida, I don't sit there and laugh at them. Right. Yeah, I go. God, that sucks, yeah. man. I feel bad. Your town got blown over. You know, it's it's like ah, yeah. ah we don't got it. So I don't know what you're doing. Like, mm -hmm. hey, man, I, we didn't invite it here. Like, if it comes yeah. to your town, it's going to be a problem. And yeah. uh, it, it, it's a total different thought process when it's when it's all around you and you've got five thousand dead, and yeah. you're going and and people you know who have been hospitalized and you know you read this cop died. And that nurse died, and this EMT got it, and in incubation, like it is a whole different ball game. And I, I respect the other side where you're like, yeah, there's been like seven cases around here, and whatever. But yeah, no, that's the thing. We've been look, we've been pretty lucky in Kentucky, uh, frankly. But 36 people have died in the last three days. That's not good, man. I'm, you know, it's small compared to some other places, yeah, would, but still, Michigan would kill for people. that number. They would kill for that number. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's it's just a weird thing couple of uh, updates on some ongoing sagas. We talked, um, uh, I just asked Pat, since he's there in Kentucky. Pat, have you seen any bottomless basket tosses in the last couple of days? <laughs> I have not. I have All not. Right. I think we cleaned up that problem. Uh, right. Now, that, that does not mean we don't have action in Kentucky. Uh, news of the weird continues. It's a great Twitter account that I just found some dude at the Bowling Green Daily News, the newspaper in Bowling Green, Kentucky, home of Western Kentucky University. Uh, they've got a guy that just listens to the scanner and tweets everything, <sighs> the police scanner. What's the handle? You just can't tease us like I, that and not give it to us. Let me get the handle. Hang on. He's the most recent guy I've followed now on Twitter because he's suddenly very valuable to me. Let's get his handle. It uh, is. This is where we would do the. I'll give you. I'll filibuster for some time for you. This is where we should do the Maker's Mark Yahoo Sports podcast news of the weird. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, absolutely you're right. Joe Immel or Imel J O E I M E L. I tweet what I hear on the police scanner in Bowling Green and Warren County, <laughs> Kentucky. And hey man, everyone's got to have a hobby now. Everyone's yeah. got to have a hobby. <laughs> yeah, his uh, his 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 coup uh from a couple of days ago this was just tremendous tweeted report of a traumatic injury a male at speedway the the convenience store on scottsville road which is kind of the main drag going into bowling green said he stepped on something earlier today and his toe hurts said he just checked and his toe has been amputated <laughs> next tweet the amputated toe is at speedway on nashville road not scottsville but nashville so there you go. Just your random, hey, I think I stepped on something. You look down and you're missing a toe. Welcome to <sighs> Kentucky. Don't lose your toe. The Kentucky cheerleaders have come out and said that uh, they find the 
firing of all of their coaches, all four coaches, plus the resignation or retirement of an advisor. So, Pete, there's actually five people in charge of Kentucky <laughs> cheerleading. <laughs> Wait, did the quality control guy for backflips get fired too? <laughs> yes, the, the, the back uh, tuck. Yep. I do back tucks only, can't do front tucks. <laughs> it's a whole different whole different muscle structure or something. That's right. And they're claiming that really the problem was the alumni who showed up on their boats with full bars on their boat. And the and then the 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 cheerleaders would get out in the boat. And that's really where most of the alcohol would be snuck into these camps. And their their coaches were adamant not to do this. I still mm. question the wisdom of um alumni boat, basically a booze cruise. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. What are you questioning about? <laughs> well, I mean, he's a like well, at 60-year-old guy. You know it. Catches. So like, does that problem. guy eat? Was he even a cheerleader once? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he says he was on the cheered. He held the Y in Kentucky at the 78 Final Four. Like, <laughs> how do we know that's even a, you know. No, uh, I found no updates to the Melon Thieves. Uh, so mm. I think our guy is still on the, on the lamb. I did find out that they did not Good. steal the car, though, Pat. Oh really? No, it doesn't seem okay. they were charged with with stealing the car. The two men who, who in lieu of a mask, cut a watermelon in half. Uh, each took half the watermelon, hollowed it out, put holes in the in the rind, and then wore it into a Sheets, uh, gas station convenience store in Virginia, and promptly store stole booze. Uh, <laughs> one was arrested. One and in uh, props to the guy who was arrested, but has not given up his buddy. Didn't yeah. die him out. Right. Wow. Stitches He's gets, going full gas Nola for the guy here. Man. Full gas Nola. <laughs> Snitches get Ooh. stitches. So he's like, I don't know. I don't even know that guy. It's just two of us could happen to show up at the same time with a watermelon. Yeah. He asked for the other half of the watermelon. I wasn't going to say no. I wasn't using it. Avon <laughs> <laughs> uh, Barksdale from The Wire would be yep. proud of him, Dan. It really would. How's your wire yep. viewing going, Pete? It's it's going well. Uh, towards the end of season four, oh. which is the uh, the one with the kids in the school, it's quite a yeah. quite a good season. Season four is very very good. They're all good. They're all good. Uh, there's always the debate. Season two is not good, but I think is there's some sneaky good parts of season two. But anyway, we season can do five is the newspaper one, isn't it? Five is does with, bring in the Baltimore Sun. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's I'm excited excellent. for that. There's some good yeah. journalism jokes in there. You like? Yeah, um, that's good. And then finally on the update, uh, the Korean the Korean baseball team no what was it a soccer team the soccer yep. soul fc who was caught uh, trying to fill their stands with inflatable sex dolls the inflatamates and then they tried to claim they're just mannequins they bought but the astute viewers noticed the the logo uh, uh on the on the dolls happened to be of an adult toy they have pled guilty and uh they were fined 100 million won Sounds like a lot, but if you've ever been to South Korea, it's actually $81,454. Still. Yeah. <laughs> time, I mean, times are tight right now with the corona. Yeah, no, You're not getting I mean, any fans in the stands. 81,000 is 81,000. Uh, South Korean's K-League was outraged. The mm. disciplinary committee decided to take heavy disciplinary action considering the graveness of the incident caused by the, quote, real doll, end quote, that has greatly insulted and hurt female and family fans and to prevent similar incidents going forward. First off, what about us men? Why couldn't we be outraged? Why couldn't we be hurt? It's very sexist. Well, we, were, we weren't outraged. We used it as a bit on our podcast. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's true. <laughs> we, we blew our chance at outrage. They don't know that. They don't know that. 
We can double back. There's always time for outrage in America, isn't there? Right now, somewhere in college football, they are deflating their dolls uh, to make sure this. <laughs> would the SEC fine you if it would? Would you get fined if this happened? Yes, and then, the, but they wouldn't yeah. really care. They'd only do it because they had to. Only if they, they would only do it for field. appearances' sake. <laughs> if they storm the field. The SEC is going to find you, whether they're like fake dolls or real people. But other than that, yeah. right, you can do any. It's not the first sex doll to get inside an SEC stadium. <laughs> I'm sure it would not be. I am sure it would not be. But if you have a stadium full of them and no other people, it might stand out a little. It might be a little bit conspicuous. We would like to apologize to the fans. We're very sorry about sporting mannequins that were placed during the game on May 17th. These mannequins may have been made to look and feel like real hum humans, but they are not for, oh, actually, they're, they're disputing it. Not oh. for sexual use, as confirmed by the manufacturer from the beginning. Oh, oh it seems like we got, well, they issued enough. What are you apologizing for then? Well, our intention was to do something lighthearted in these difficult times. We will think hard about what we need to do to ensure something like this never happens again. Yeah, it's like the Kansas defense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'd be like, listen, yeah. we've been victimized here by the people that then we're going to turn around and sign a doll agreement with. Yeah. yeah. Be like, you How hard do you have to think? Like, just don't put sex dolls in your stance anymore. Well, uh, <laughs> it's there's... just to take like a big group tank, think tank to, to come up with that solution. I, I believe Soul FC, FC Soul, uh, hired mm -hmm. Bond Sean and King King. To, to come up with a defense. <laughs> and the defense is basically the rest of the world's a bunch of perverts who saw these dolls as something that we never saw. The purity yeah, of FC soul has been questioned. They, just because Mike you guys Glazier. have ill intent. Mike Glazier's worldwide now. Yes, he just baby. bought another beach house. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Speaking of fans in the stands, now this is another yes. question that we're dealing with that is gives uh, ADs a headache, although probably a better one than, than like, what if our punter gets hospitalized? Yeah. What do you do with these capacities? Now, Ohio State came out and said that right now they're looking at maybe 22,000, 25,000 can get in the shoe under current guidelines of social distancing and capacity for a game. If the guidelines are relaxed, if this summer goes as well as we're all hoping it does, you might be able to get 40 to 50,000 by certainly in the heat and sun of September. You know, the hard parts get, this is the other thing you go. Yeah, it sounds good. Stay six feet apart. You could probably get 40,000. It's getting them in and out. That's what, this is what I hear from the ADs. Like, great. Once they're all in there, but what do you do when they are all, like everyone's gone through security. You still need security. You still got a wand every, you know, uh, what a pain in the neck this is going to be. But 40 to 50,000. So the question is, how do you pick which 40 to 50,000? You know, and, and is it worth it? Is there, what if it's only 22? Is that enough? Is that enough money? To put, yes. You know, <laughs> probably 22,000 is enough to go through the hassle of getting them all in. Oh, yeah. I, I would, would think, think so. so. I mean, that's, you're talking, you know, band. budgets and money are going to be so tight that Ohio State, I read at one point, makes more than like more than 50 and maybe more than 60 million in ticket sales. Now, some of that is because you have to buy a seat license and that's like a little bit misdirected, but it's, 60 million is a lot of money. So if you can get one fifth of 60 million, which Dan, with your UMass education, would tell you there's uh, you know, somewhere 12. in the neighborhood of 10 million, 12 million, 12. right? 12. Yeah. 
That's thank you, Missouri. Good job, Syracuse. Um, Good that's job. that's a uh, that's that like like nobody's saying no to twelve million and keeps your fans engaged, gives hope, gives like gives your biggest donors something to give. I'm sure those luxury suites are going to be quite filled. So, But can um, they be? Can they legally be? Uh, how many can you fit in? Yeah, the- no, it's it good all good all good questions, but yeah, it's the it's the six-figure donors who are going to get in and the Carhartt guy who like, you know, grinds grinds his way through to uh, afford, you know, the the two-season tickets who doesn't. I, I I don't I don't I don't think it's uh it's going to be particularly complicated. It's going to be an aristocracy where uh money wins. Yeah, I would anticipate it's going to look a bit like the final four in terms of demographics where they'll they'll give seats to the students to make it look good. You know, like at the Final Four when they put like the 250 students behind one basket to make it look like, geez, look at this college atmosphere. And then the the, the high dollar tickets, people are going to be there. Uh, the question is, yeah, how many of them look? The thing is, and especially at places like Ohio State or, you know, the, where there are a lot of big money donors, might not all get in. Or they might have to be moved to different seats because if they're all used to sitting right there on the 50, you know, that's not going to work. So you're going to might have to move some people around, close this box. Move them out. Maybe you got to sit outside. God forbid. You know, there, there's a, those will be very tough decisions, I think, for athletic departments to make as far as who's in and who's out, especially at the places where the demand is going to be high. Well, I think you just let the seniors in for students, right? If you have to chop it down that way, I think that's the, yeah. That's that's the that's the fairest way because the other students would get their uh, would get their shot, and then fr- from there, it's going to be some thorny donor relations. Or like, does the you know do the do the fans who donate less only get to go to Bowling Green and whatever Mac appetizer they have scheduled, whereas the high-end people get to go to Michigan and uh, who, who else? Yeah. I think Iowa goes there this year, maybe. I don't know. But, like, it, it's uh, – <clears throat> yeah, that that will be a giant headache job for some associate AD. Well, it's going to be uh, – yeah, that's going to be a battle. And that's one you got to go. All right, let's get to uh, People's Court. Okay. Bring it on. All right. This is we have done so well solving America's problems. Well, we're going global, as you know. We did Uh-oh. do the South Korean. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, indeed, no, right. here we are going the world to from. South America. Oh, okay. Crime is down in America due to the coronavirus. But uh, I'll set the stage and I'll read this just tremendous lead of this story. But as uh, you might guess, in Peru, there is a... Um, Social di- stay-at-home orders are, are are taking place in Peru. Uh, we're trying to keep the Peruvians safe and 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 uh, against the coronavirus. However, a mayor, the mayor of the town of Tentera, the other night on Monday, uh, decided uh, not for him. He's not going to do the so the stay-at-home order, the social distancing cur- county, the country's curfew. So he naturally went out drinking with some buddies, got hammered. Uh, was drinking brandy, apparently. Uh, the police showed up. Uh, he ran and got inside a uh, funeral home to hide out. And uh, let me just read this just beautiful bit of reporting. This is this is world class, literally. I screwed tight shut. I screwed tight shut in the coffin. Face mask still in place and presumably <laughs> reeking of booze. A per- <laughs> A Peruvian mayor's attempt to escape arrest by impersonating a corpse failed to deceive police officers. My man, my man, J.B. Urbia Ariba Torres, 
the mayor, Mayor Torres, climbed in a coffin, <laughs> shut his eyes, and tried to play dead. <laughs> tried to pretend he was a COVID re-election campaign. <laughs> There's a picture. The national police took a picture. <laughs> Well, he probably passed out. Like, Why are you wearing a mask if you're dead? The literal <laughs> definition of dead is you don't breathe. That's a dead giveaway. That Pardon was the his pun. Fault. That was his mistake. He's laying still as can be in this coffin with a mask on. Oh, so I ask goodness. you, dear justices, should okay. You're gonna get you're gonna get some kind of fine or misdemeanor hit for the uh, out partying. You're not. I mean, look, I don't. I hate politicians because they, they they're above the law, right? Nobody's <laughs> above the law. Mayor can't be out drinking with his pals, getting hammered while everyone else in in, in Tantara stuck inside their house. So we gotta find him. First off, if it was if the coffin had been previously used, you could pick up a contact. Right? <laughs> yes, you could. Yeah, several. So I guess they all tried to hide. Drunkenly believing that their subterfuge had worked, the men remained motionless in the coffin while the police snapped photos of them before taking them into custody. (laughs) Just great. Um, How giddy were those cops taking those pictures? Like, they just must have had the biggest smiles on their face. You're wearing your mask, Mayor. So do we charge them for pretending? Is there a law? Should there be a law in Peru? Playing COVID death dead. Pat, what do you got? Which, you know, I, 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 we got to find him for something. Can't let the politicians. Yes. This is not like the average guy just needs a, needs a beer and try to steal it from a sheets. No, no, no. This no. is, this this is serious is, uh, business. This is corruption. <laughs> this is corruption. Abuse of power. This is corruption. But do you give him some leniency for the for the hustle? <laughs> I, give him, I give him a lot of leniency for that. So it's just... To try to perpetrate a reverse weekend at Bernie's is just, uh, that, that takes a lot of gumption, you know? Instead of pretending you're alive, you pretend you're dead. And uh, <laughs> having the mask on just is an endearing, like, incriminating detail, too. I just, I, I love that. I just, I can't throw my guy in the slammer based on that. You know, find him, yes. Maybe even have to take him out of office, although that sort of, creativity under under fire <laughs> i mean i you know you may want him in the mayor's office you know when when stuff goes bad this guy might just come up with an a, a an idea that's so stupid it works so i say leniency for the fake dead mayor i really need some like context and background how good of a mayor is he he's got to be a pretty good mayor <laughs> to have the balls to go out and get hammered, break into a funeral home and hide in a coffin, right? <laughs> like he isn't your just run of the mill, happy to be there mayor. He is. He has brought Tantara to new heights, in my opinion. Reminds me of Buddy Cianci, Dan. Do you remember him, the oh, mayor yeah. of Providence? He was a total crook. He got thrown in jail and then got reelected immediately after he got let out of jail. Uh, including uh, among his crimes were like kidnapping and having his henchman burn a guy with cigarettes tied up. The guy was sleeping with his wife. Oh my. So I feel like this guy's the Buddy Cianci of Peru. And Buddy Cianci <laughs> brought Providence straight out of the gutter and made it like a a, a first class New England city. So I feel like I, I feel like I have a soft spot for corrupt mayors as long as they're doing their job well. So uh, Buddy Cianci's other thing was if he went and ate at your restaurant and 
you made him pay the bill, he would send the health department in the next day and you'd get shut down. So there was <laughs> wow. a lot of incentive for uh, retribution you know, to give old buddy some uh, some free vino and uh, tagliatelle. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy Cianci is literally central casting for the corrupt Italian New England mayor. I mean, it, he yes. literally, it, it was like he might as well have put that on his license plate the way Jordan drove around with the air <laughs> on his Porsche. Like, this is be, one, one more thing on Buddy. I, I can't believe I didn't mention this. Truly so his, New York Times, yeah. his New York Times obituary when he died four or five years ago, I will never forget reading this. Like, it's, you know, it's New York Times, so it's like this, you know, it's a colorful profile, but it's certainly not like, page six, right? So his New York Times obituary, he had recently, you know, he's 70 in his late 70s, and he'd recently been engaged to a, a, a woman who was like 34 years old. And he had just that that week, he had joked to a friend, I didn't know whether I should adopt her or marry her. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was um, Buddy Sancy. That's like the... Oh, the Edwin Edwards line uh, when he was running for governor in Louisiana. And he was like, there was scandal all over Edwin Edwards. And he said, the only way I can lose is if I'm caught in bed with a dead boy or a live girl. No, the other <laughs> way around, a dead girl or a live boy. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and he won. The only way I can only lose if I'm there. Live, yeah. live girl or dead boy. Yeah. Uh, speaking Sorry of, we'll get back to the ruling here. But great obituaries. <laughs> uh, this is yeah. in the Arizona Republic. Oh, the oh, late, great Randall Jacobs. I wish I had met you. This was his obit. Randall Jacobs of Phoenix died at age 65, having lived a life that would have sent lesser men to their grave decades earlier. <laughs> and I mean, you see the picture of this dude. Holy. Yeah. Oh, he, he looks, looks like he it. looks not a day under 103. <laughs> um, his friends called him Ooh. RJ, but to his family, he was Uncle Bunky, a.k.a. the Bunkster. He told his last joke, which cannot be printed here, May 4th, 2020. <laughs> this is the guy's obit. I mean, I want to be Randall Jacobs. Oh, good I mean, on that you, That is man. a lead right there. That yeah. guy smoked at least three packs of cigarettes, <laughs> Marlboro Reds, a day. <laughs> Unfiltered. Unfiltered. That wasn't all he smoked either, if you read the rest <laughs> of the obit. Oh, I didn't see the rest. What was the rest? Oh, oh here yeah. We go. No, right. it's, it's, it's a brilliant I got obit. it. Yeah, it's Uncle good. Bunky it's really burned the candle and whatever else was handy at both <laughs> ends. He spoke in a gravelly, how, how do you say that word? Patos? Pat? How do you say that? Patois. 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 I, I don't know. That's a different language. It's way <laughs> too fancy for Randall Jacobs. He spoke in a gravelly patois of wisecracks, mangled metaphors, and inspired profanity that reflected the Arizona dive bars, Colorado ski slopes, and various dodgy establishments where he spent his days and nights. He was a living, breathing, hang-loose sign, a swaggering hybrid of zony desert rats, SoCal hobo, and Telluride ski bum. Prolific purveyor of bunkyism such as save it, clown, or Zebo, if he was in the mood, he would mercilessly tease his Gumbots nephews with nicknames such as Mudflap and Style Master. <laughs> Just days after his beloved cat kitters, his cat kitters passed away, he too succumbed to the great Gradu, leaving behind a vapor trail of memories and a piece of sage advice lingering in his loved one's ears. Do what Bunky say, not what Bunky do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. For all, <laughs> we're going over because Randall Jacobs is timeless. 
Yes. <laughs> For all his chaotic energy and hysterical charm, he had a gentle soul. Oh, yeah, of course. A night out with Bunky <laughs> could result in a court summons or a world-class hangover, but his friends and family would drop whatever they were doing to make a trip out to see him. His impish smile and a reverent sense of humor were enough to quell whatever sensibilities he offended. He didn't mean any harm. That was just Bunky being Bunky. When the end drew near, he left us with a final Bunkyism. I'm ready for the dirt nap, but you can't leave the party if you can't find the door. <laughs> In lieu of flowers, please pay someone's open bar tab, smoke a bow, and fearlessly carve out some fresh lines through the trees on the gnarliest side of the mountain. God bless him, man. How about that? Ready for some for the reason, nap. the best part of that was like him calling some like eight-year-old kid mudflap. That just really got me. For some Why does Uncle Bunky call me mudflap? We don't know. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> just go with it and shut up, kid. Can it mudflap? <clears throat> that is truly a great, great obit. Yeah, yeah. I have God a feeling it's it. not real, and I don't really care. <laughs> I eat well. In the past, you had to check these things, man. Yeah, I, I did right. obits. So there definitely would have been, but I don't know now. I don't know how many uh, people are still working at the Arizona Republic that they're going to turn down a paid, a paid obit. But you still have to check them. So, yep. yep. Uh, I, yeah, That's... the picture certainly does not look like a sixty-five-year-old man. <laughs> no, the picture looked like he lived that life. That's yeah. for sure. Holy moly! Smoking heaters, boozing all night. <laughs> Love it. All right, uh, quickly then. Do we do we let the mayor off? Uh, spirit of Randall Jacobs because the mayor and I, I also I looked this up this town has uh, a whopping 727 people in it so okay. uh, at so, least like seems like at least one <laughs> I mean, one percent of the town was with bar, right? <laughs> yeah. There's there aren't that many other people to choose from for mayor this is so, why yeah, it was I, easy I, to find them there's one bar in town probably and one funeral home yeah wasn't right. exactly running the streets of West Baltimore like the Barksdale crew, right? Pete, Pete, Pete? That's fair. It's totally fair. All right. Um, let him out on the spirit of Randall. Yeah, absolutely. You know, smack it. It's a, a, a small fine and send him on his way. Worldwide humiliation is enough of a punishment. He's <laughs> celebration. Worldwide celebration. All right. Have a good weekend. Share us on social media. Be safe this weekend. Honor the uh, veterans on Monday for at least one minute. We're going to be back. We're taping Tuesday and Thursday next week because I got a golf game on Monday morning and I can't do this. I can't, you know, priorities. We love all of you, but not that much. And, uh, Review us on uh, whatever else Sully gets on me to say. Do all those things that people <laughs> usually say at the end of podcasts. Talk to you later. I'm Mike Lizikoff, Chief Investigative Correspondent for Yahoo News. And I'm Dan Clydman, Editor-in-Chief of Yahoo News. We're the hosts of Skullduggery, a podcast that not only breaks down the news, but also breaks news. We deliver authoritative analysis while drawing intriguing historical parallels from our decades of covering D.C. scandals. With our current focus on the president and his administration's handling of the coronavirus, to the 2020 elections, we interview those helping to shape the stories. So subscribe to and download Skullduggery wherever you listen to your podcasts and be sure to follow us on social media at Skullduggery Pod.